just reached a new daily high of more than 240,000. It comes just after the CDC cut COVID isolation recommendations for the asymptomatic from 10 days to 5. Critics say that updated guidance is a mistake. So they say is lack of mention of passing a COVID test before leaving quarantine. In San Francisco and other cities, at-home kits are still hard to come by. I tried to make an appointment. I didn't see anything available. We've been going to Walgreens for like four days every day. No tests at all. Correspondent Cammie McCormick. The FDA says initial tests show rapid antigen tests may be less reliable at detecting Omicron versus earlier strains. The agency says it's continuing to evaluate the tests, but if you suspect you're positive, its advice is to double down on those tests. Two tests on two separate days. And it says while this data is preliminary, it felt the need to share it with the public. Tributes are pouring in to one of the NFL's most important and recognizable figures of the last 50 years. Hall of Fame coach and commentator John Madden has died at the age of 85. CBS Sports' Jim Nance. His legacy, I think, more than anything, is he was a man of the people. He could relate mm -hmm. to everyone, and he had time for people. The NFL says Madden's death was unexpected, no cause given. Former boxer who made a name for himself on Capitol Hill is also gone. Former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid had pancreatic cancer. CBS News political contributor Joel Payne. I worked for him at the beginning of the Obama administration, and, and I'll tell you, it was the most productive Congress in history. The ACA, Wall Street reform, the Lilly Ledbetter Fair Pay Act, the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell, SCHIP, 9-11 First Responders Bill. It was a modern-day great society, and Harry Reid helped lord over it. Reid was 82. The parents of a 14-year-old girl shot to death in a department store dressing room in L.A. as she tried on clothing are calling for justice. Valentina Orellana Peralta was hit with a police officer's bullet in for a man who'd been assaulting customers. KCBS-TV's Jeff Nguyen. You heard no warnings. The family's attorneys say there was no reason to fire a military-style rifle inside a store because Lopez did not have a gun and he wasn't near anyone. The officer who fired the shot is on paid administrative leave. They're bracing for severe weather in the Deep South. Meteorologist David Parkinson. There's the possibility for a couple of tornadoes. That's particularly in the Tennessee, down to Mississippi and Alabama area. So now Nashville, Memphis, down to Birmingham and Jackson. Got to watch for tornadoes there. S&P futures unchanged. This is CBS News. There's always something new under the sun. CBS Mornings, weekdays on CBS. What's better than an annual subscription to BritBox? Getting one as a gift. Let me buy it for you. A little daring, don't you think? They'll get exclusive access to binge-worthy series guaranteed to arrive on time. I see the trouble is, now your minutes sound more intriguing. And with new premieres every week, they can stream the best of British TV all year long. So it was a surprise? Yes, it was. A delightful surprise. Get gifting today at BritBox.com slash radio. That's BritBox.com slash radio. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. Get a strong for your South Pole. Charmin keeps you undespited than the North Pole. Shiny, hiney, a brand new year. Come to Charmin, happy new year. May your holidays be Charmin, clean, merry, and bright. May all your holidays be Charmin, clean, white. Charmin Ultra Strong just cleans better. Enjoy the go with Charmin.
Looking for something new to watch? Fandango released its list of most anticipated movies of 2022, and right at the top is Marvel's Black Panther Wakanda Forever. The sequel has been riddled with problems since it started production, including the loss of its star, Chadwick Boseman. Wakanda Forever! Filming is expected to resume in the new year. This is all my fault. I can't save everyone. Right behind Black Panther is another Spider-Man movie, as well as the Batman and Thor Love and Thunder. Good morning, aviators. This is your captain's Top Gun Maverick, Avatar 2, and Jurassic World Dominion also made the top 10. Monica Ricks, CBS News. It's high season for oyster thieves in France. With demand high over the holidays, one shellfish farmer is urging others to do what he did years ago, plant secret notes inside the shells to help police track down seafood bandits who travel by boat to pluck cages from the water. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. What are your 2022 business goals? Simplified IT? More security? Dell Technologies has the expertise to help you. From transforming your digital workspaces to providing comprehensive end-to-end -end IT solutions. Get high-performance computers featuring Windows 11 Pro with powerful hardware-based security and savings up to 45% during Dell's New Year event sale. Get special financing through Dell Financial Services. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Now an important message from Exergen. A critical new FDA study proves that the widely used non-contact thermometers are not accurate and have high probabilities for false negative readings. New COVID strands are on the rise and non-contact manufacturers are being irresponsible at a time when accuracy matters most. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. Don't wait. Switch to Exergen because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. Journey on over to our huge after Christmas sale at a work of heart in Grand Central Mall. We are taking 50% off of most of our winter merchandise, including gnomes, snowmen, pictures, flags, rugs, unique country art, collectibles, puzzles, Ohio State and West Virginia snowmen, gingerbread men, moose and reindeer, nativity sets, Christmas cards, and so much more. That's right, we have slashed hundreds of farmhouse decorations to 50% off. If you need that perfect gift, come and use our two laser engravers. They can design that special treasure that will be valued for a lifetime. Mugs, cutting boards, rolling pins, pocket knives, photo frames, and so much more. And you'll be able to take that special gift home the same day. You don't want to miss this winter sale at a work of heart in Grand Central Mall, Vienna, West Virginia, and find us on Facebook or at a work of heart.biz. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. What in the world is going on now? Find out every weekday at 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. on the World News Roundup from CBS News Radio and on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH.
Are you a child care provider? Ever considered being a child care provider? Wanting to work from home and be your own boss? Athens County Child Care Unit can help you get started. Child care is essential to working families and the workforce shortage. Athens County is in desperate need of child care settings. Start your own business. Become a licensed family child care provider. Contact the child care unit at Ohio Means Jobs, Athens County, 510 West Union Street, or by calling 740-797-1405. I'm Brandy. You may know me as a branch manager, but I'm also a volunteer and a band mom. At Park National Bank, we're more than our job titles, and you're more than an account number. You get personal attention and direct access to a caring, compassionate banker who respects and responds to your needs and goals. Find Brandy or a banker near you at parknationalbank.com. Park National Bank, where you mean more. Member FDIC, parknationalbank.com. I-N-E-P-T-M-X-T-E-C-2468. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf here at Midweek. Let's again take a break from our talking about uh, current inept tech football and go back a few years into the history of inept football here. These, these are programs I really like, exploring the inept history of football. Some of the terminology uh, that we hear every day in football actually originated here. And one of these uh, terms, the nickel defense, I understand, originated right here at NAP Tech. Well, that's right. You know, we was talking about that right before we went on the air. And the nickel defense we did invent back in 1955. You know, that reminds me of the ball game we played that year against Bakersfield Agriculture State. That was uh, B.A. State. And, and back in 1955, folks referred to uh, B.A. State. They, they said that B.A. referred to bombs away. You know, they threw the ball so much they liked to throw them passes. They liked to throw long passes and short passes and medium passes. They threw the ball just about every play. So we was getting ready to play them. Their famous quarterback, Rifle Randolph, liked to throw the ball just about every play. So I figured that one of the things we should have done to combat that passing offense was to put another defensive back in the backfield, a fifth back back there. And, and of course, uh, when the ball game was over, uh, uh, I believe we lost us 73 to zip. And I think old Rifle must have passed for uh, 742 yards or something like that. And he come up to me when the ball game was over. He said, Coach, you know, that defense ain't worth a nickel. And uh, that's where they come up with that term, nickel defense. And I'll be back with more from Coach Art Turf right after this message. And the Art Turf Show is proudly sponsored by Mistletoe. Well, Coach Turf, we talked about the origination of the term, the nickel defense, right here at Inept Tech. Uh, any it other? ain't amazing how many terms that people use in football every day that come right back to Inept Tech here, and we started them. I'm sure we never realized that. Any other terminology that uh, you want to talk about uh, that originated here? Well, that's right. You know, we did have a boy that was hurt last week. Uh, Stubby Simmons injured his leg, and I know that there's a real common leg injury called a hamstring pull. That, right, uh, I've heard of that one. That's right. Well, that goes back to 19 and 30 when we was here at NAP Tech, just uh, we was just what you call your fledgling program then. Second year at the school. Well, I believe 37, 38, about the, about the third year at the school. We had a boy playing on the ball team. He played both ways. He went offense and defense. Fellow named of a Hamstring Hogan. And Hamstring was a kind of unusual boy. One of his legs was about four inches shorter 
than the other one. You could be up there in that tower at practice watching them boys, and you could always tell which one was hamstring because he'd be hobbling around one of his legs, been shorter than another, but he always tried real hard, and, and he always kept morale real high for the rest of the boys because he was always pulling practical jokes in the locker room before practice and after practice, and, and uh, it got to be before too long that uh, anytime something uh, funny went out on the ball field that they called that pulling a hamstring. Nowadays, anytime you see on the football field some boy hobbling around down there, somebody's sure to say, well, that boy has pulled a hamstring. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Beep, beep, beep. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 50 degrees right now and headed up to 56. But the rain continues uh, lightly, you might say. We do have a good bit of fog out there to deal with, for at least at the present time. Be careful. Make sure those headlights are on. And, of course, remember to turn them back off once you get to uh, your destination. Lest you be looking for his jump cables later in the day. Good morning, folks. Welcome. It's a uh, Wednesday edition, right? Yeah. And um, Scott's here, of course, too. Good morning. Good morning. Um, me, me. Me, me. Yep. <laughs> um, lots of things to talk about today. Uh, let me do some of our regular stuff real quick. Today is TikTok Day. You you know what that is? Well, it the only thing I know about is a clock. Okay, think about the date and the time of the year. It reminds us to complete any unfinished business that might need addressing before the end of the year. <clears throat> As well, in the I, clock, I'm, I'm trying, is ticking. There's. There's a couple <clears throat> projects I'm not going to make uh, by that deadline. But Large, um, Larger business purchases, charitable donations for yeah. the tax year, like we talked about yesterday. Medical plans, that's another thing to think about. Does the deductible start over? My wife. Out-of-pocket uh, expenses? Um, you know, when you're retired, um, you, you kind of have to look at those plans each year. And um, my wife finalized her selection yesterday. Good. So anyway, because uh, it's they, national. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. They typically start, you know, January 1st oh, each yeah. year. So yeah. with that, a lot of people in the OPER system that worked at the university. As did she. Yep. The health insurance, they are dumping that out onto individuals. At least that's how I see it. They don't want to deal with it anymore. So they are telling you basically get your own insurance. 
And so if you haven't done that, uh, I think you have until January 15th if you are a former employee of Ohio University in uh, the OPERS retirement system, Ohio Public Employees Retirement System. Well, um, I didn't know they were dumping it all together. I think just, just the health care. You can keep your vision and dental benefits through them, uh, okay. but just the health care part of it. Today is also National Pepper Pot Day. Should I know what that is? Um, I don't know because I don't know what it is, so I'm going to look it up. Pepper Pot. Right now. We had a dog named Pepper. Pepper, yeah, sure. I don't think we ever called him that. He was a sweet dog. Did he make you sneeze often? Uh, no. No. Um, but the Pepper did. Okay. Celebrates a soup with deep roots and a mythology to go with it it's, oh, it's a highly a se- yeah highly seasoned soup prepared with aha peppercorns well duh no not a duh it's really prepared with that small bits of meat tripe what's tripe t-r-i-p-e fish, fish. fish. okay vegetables now wait a minute and we better broth. check i what i know is tripe is fish okay but let's let's see if I'm right or wrong. I've had this soup and didn't even know it, if that's what it's called. The dish may be more familiar by the name of Philadelphia Pepper Pot because it was brought to the area of Philadelphia by people from Africa, the West Indies, and the Caribbean. Hmm, pretty cool. Yeah, I, I'm not a real spicy soup guy. I, I mean, I like soup, mind you. Particularly if it has components in it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like some the meat, fish, something like that. Tripe is the first or second stomach of a cow. Oh, mercy. Or other ruminant used as a food. Well, man, was I off. (laughs) Not fish, but a cow stomach? That's what it says. You know, now that I think about it, I have heard that term. Yeah. I think from my dad. Taste-wise, it is somewhat neutral, but has a very subtle flavor of perhaps liver. Hmm. Now, you know, liver is one of those things you either like or you don't. Yeah, I'm falling into the latter category there. I do like beef liver. And um, I couldn't get past the smell when it was being prepared. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, Even though just, my mom made it often at my request. Yeah, that everyone said, oh, it's full of iron, you need to eat it. You know, red meat typically is iron contained. I remember her going to uh, Mr. Bachelor, who was our meat guy at, at the meat counter at um, this little grocery in Worthington, right in the center of Worthington, old-fashioned grocery and telling him to cut the liver extra thin, you know, the slices. Yeah. But oh, we used well. to do that uh, at the C&E grocery store there on Richland Avenue. Sure. How they'd wrap it up in that white paper, of course. tape it, there you go. Same thing, same thing. Then they didn't print out a sticker, uh, yeah, they price wrote. tag on it. They actually wrote on it, yeah. you know, with a, with a magic marker or a pen, pencil. Yep. The good old days. The good old days. 
All right. Well, anyway, TikTok Day and National Pepper Pot Day. We um, I saw a story. Might have been in the Athens News. I'm not sure. Um, where a group of Ohio University students have filed a suit against the university's vaccine requirement. Did you hear about this? Yes. Oh. I don't know where I've been, but I just learned of it. Okay, phone. Um, in any case, um, I guess this happened um, December 7th, so several weeks ago. More than several. Um and it's an Akron law firm. I think their name is Mendenhall Law Group. They filed this suit in behalf of a group of Ohio University students um, who did not want to take the vaccine. And yet, you know, Ohio University has a requirement that they do so. Um... Now, this same law group has also filed, I think, um, some similar lawsuits at three other public universities. And I, I'm, I'm not sure if they're talking about in the state of Ohio or just somewhere in the nation. But um, that's, that's what's going on. That's... Um, and then George McCarthy is going to be the uh, judge on this thing. Um, sounds like an itchy case to me. And by itchy, I mean delicate and uh, complicated. And um, it's going to be bad, e- whatever decision yep, it is. Whichever way it goes, yeah. it'll be controversial if you can add that superlative in there as well. Scott, let's talk about John Madden. Okay. Um, golly. What, uh, first of all, his death was unexpected. Or so an article I read last night said. He had celebrated his, um, let's see here if I can find this. Just two days before his death, he had celebrated his 62nd wedding anniversary. His wife, Virginia. Um, You are a sports nut. Far more than I. And, of course, you worked in the sports industry with the Ohio University athletics department tell me about your thoughts of John Madden John Madden in a sentence was good for the NFL and football in general he was a great coach he had some extraordinary ways about him but then again you got to remember he worked for an extraordinary owner named Al Davis of the then Oakland Raiders, whose motto 
was this, just win, baby. That was Al Davis's communication to his coaches, every coach he had, just win, baby. And he expected that out of his Oakland Raiders every year. And John Madden did just that. He, he uh, made it to seven AFC title games. Uh, they won the Super Bowl, I think, in January of 77, I want to say. And I think he has uh, the best winning percentage of any NFL coach with more than 100 games under their belt. They coached at least 100 games anyway. Uh, so he he won just like Al Davis uh, said he wanted him to win. Now, he retired at uh, about age 42, I believe, but uh, he got into broadcasting and used the Telestrator, and he became very popular uh, now, now, with it. What a Telestrator? Telestrator is actually when you can actually show the slow motion play rerun on TV, oh. and they take like a, a pen. Oh, okay. A white pen that will diag- he diagrammed plays about, and he said, "This guy goes here, this guy goes there, and this guy takes the ball and boom, right yeah. up the you know." Okay. And his in- interjections of those words, boom, and uh, when a player dropped a pass that he should have caught, or if it hit him in the helmet or something like that, he he would say doink, <laughs> mm. like it like it hit him on that and. And later on, he, he did commercials. He was very popular uh, with viewers of NFL games uh, with his character, so to speak, and his personality came through on those uh, broadcasts too. And then later on, he became the face of uh, Madden NFL football, which turned out to be one of the most successful sports video games of all time. And that, I think, is really where uh, that started, I think it was the EA Sports franchise that uh, became the f- that he became the face of NFL football. Madden NFL is what it was called. But uh, he, I don't know if people knew this or not about him, but he retired from coaching because he hated to fly. He did not want to fly, so he said, you know what, I'm done with this. I'll go in the TV booth. That was a good decision for him because uh, I'm sure. Yeah, but you'd think in a TV booth, you still got to No, he travel. took buses. Okay. He took buses from week to week. Now, he, you know, if he had to be in L.A. for a game on Sunday, wherever he was before that, let's say he was in uh, Dallas for the game the week before, he actually had a bus okay. of his own that he took from Dallas, uh, you know, back to L.A. or wherever the next game was. That was back in the day when games were only truly played on Sundays. So it gave him a lot of time to travel, you know, from city to city like that. Well, um, a coaching legend for sure. In terms of winning percentage, he had the highest. Yes. And, um, again, as you said, um, they only rank uh, – those coaches that have had a hundred or more games. Yeah. He had a hundred and three wins with a winning percentage of seventy five point nine percent. 
Vince Lombardi was number two. He had 96 wins with a winning percentage of 73.8. And then in third place, George Allen. And then there's the list keeps going. But, um, wow. But, oh, there goes my phone. I should remember to turn that off. I can't tell you how many people have told me that <laughs> when I'm out and about. Turn your damn phone off. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. <laughs> um, but you know, I think he was even better as uh, a TV, as a broadcaster. He had a unique way of expressing himself. He had life. You know, action. Um, and and some people may think, no, it's more important being a coach. But I just thought he was terrific. Well, anyway. Yeah, he, I see, remember. What was he, 85? Yeah. yeah. One comment he made when he said people ask him, are you a coach or a broadcaster or a video game guy? when he was elected in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2006, he said, I'm a coach, always been a coach. I guess there was, uh, on Christmas Day, just a few days ago, a 90-minute documentary that um, debuted on Fox. And um, I think that's available now on the internet if you'd like to see it. Um, He did have um, a few health issues, mostly ulcers. I think of ulcers as being often generated by stress, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But um, they have not mentioned a cause of death. And and they do say it was unexpected. Yeah. He was uh, great for the game. He had some great players, too. You know, a coach will tell you he is only a great coach if he has great players. Well. And, you know, they can be the best coach whatever they want to – at whatever they want – level they want to be. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you don't have the horses to pull a wagon, so to speak, that doesn't uh, resonate too well with a coaching resume. I got you. Well, uh, folks, on uh, free-for-all editions, we uh, try to bring you another uh, one of the Fred Palmer commentaries. Oh, yes. Let's do that now. Friends, we're told that our planet Earth is about 5 billion years old. Man has been around only a few million years. Now, let's say that the total history of planet Earth could be condensed down into just a period of 100 years. On that time scale... The oldest known rocks begin to form at the dawn of year 15. Life in its most primitive form of bacteria and algae appeared in the year 26. Until the year 80, life evolved slowly as the continents drifted about. And it was not until just eight years ago that the first amphibian creatures struggled out of the sea and onto the shore. Dinosaurs were dominant three years ago, but by the following year they had become extinct. Three weeks ago, the first man emerged in Africa. 
using tools and walking erect. The last ice age ended two hours ago. The Industrial Revolution started two minutes ago, and just three seconds ago, man set foot on the moon. Now, that's the story from the creation to dawn, condensed down to a period of just 100 years. Just thought you'd like to know. Wow. Yeah. Fred Palmer commentary. Yeah, we'll try I, to bring I, you I like those. You know, I think I've said this uh, uh, fairly often, actually, over the years. But um, he would take an envelope and slit it down the sides and turn it over so it was on the unprinted side, you know, just a white piece of paper, but a scrap piece of paper, you might say and start handwriting the commentaries and did a new commentary each day six days a week I think we had those on 30 years think of it and somewhere and I've I'm sure I'll come across it again. There are boxes full of these scrap papers, handwritten commentaries. And uh, first thing he would do when he'd arrive on a Monday is go into the studio and record two or three. And the same thing on Thursday. And... Um, we have a collection of them, and we have a larger collection, which we haven't been able to locate in this building, which is has so many years to it. You know, 72 years this building has been here. And so somewhere in one of the closets or drawers or somewhere, we have a whole bunch of tapes, and we need to find more of them. But in the meantime, we do have several hundred, I think, uh, of these commentaries where there actually are thousands if we can find them. And uh, it's fun to hear his voice again. Yeah, it is. I, I've heard from a few people while I am out in the boat or out in the boot. Out in the boot, I say. Yeah. yeah, they tell me how much they enjoy hearing those again, too, that resurrecting them from the archives brings back some good thoughts for them well let's see here let's do uh, on this day stuff so uh, let's see in terms of historical events um, on this day of December 29th but the year was 1835 the Treaty of New Ecota Eshota E-C-H-O-T-A uh, that treaty was signed between the U.S. government and representatives of a minority Cherokee political faction to cede all lands of the Cherokee east of the Mississippi River to the United States. 1845, just 10 years later, Texas admitted as the 28th state of the Union. 1903, the French 
equatorial Africa separates into uh, Gabon, Chad, and Ubangi Shari. Those of you that know history better, please uh, forgive me if I mispronounce something. I'm doing my best. Then on uh, 1911 on this date, Sun Yat-sen elected the first president of the Republic of China. Far more recently, 1997, Hong Kong begins slaughtering all of its chickens to prevent the bird flu. Okay. Um, famous birthdays. Need your help on a couple of these, maybe. Number one is Andrew Johnson. President. Yes. Andrew Johnson, 17th President of the United States. Born in 1808, died in 1875. He served from 1865 to 1869. He assumed the presidency when he was vice president at the time of the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Yes. And uh, he was a Democrat who ran with Lincoln on the National Union ticket, coming to office as the Civil War ended. Charles Goodyear, born in 1800, died in 1860, and we can pretty much guess from his last name. Yes, indeed. He was a chemist, a self-taught chemist and manufacturing engineer who developed vulcanized rubber, which is used to make tires, for those of you who don't know. Now, this third one is a little less familiar to me, William Gladstone. Now, Mr. Gladstone was born in 1809 and died in 1898. William Ewart Gladstone was a British statesman and liberal politician. In a career lasting over 60 years, he served for 12 years as Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, spread over four terms, beginning in 1868 and ending in 1894. Well, the last one is... uh, nice to see her picture. I had the opportunity to work with her on two occasions. Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, yes. 1936, her birth. 2017, her passing. Mary Tyler Moore, actress, and so on. Yes, and I just heard on CBS News this morning, I kind of remembered this too, that two of the uh, co-stars on that show just passed this year, I believe. Um, Ed Asner, who played Lou Grant, mm-hmm. and uh, Gavin McLeod, who played uh, Murray oh, yes. on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Okay, we have um, but those first four, all of whom um, would have been on, born on this date in their respective years. So this, for example, Mary Tyler Moore was born on December 29th, 1936. Okay. Now we have two, I guess, famous deaths to uh, to bring up. And uh, in this case, these these two men today um, died on this date. 
in their death years. So first was um, Grigory Rasputin. He was born in 1869, but died on December 29th. 1916. He was a Russian mystic and self-proclaimed holy man who befriended the family of Nicholas II, the last emperor of Russia, and gained considerable influence in late imperial Russia. He rose uh, from being a peasant. Which is quite an accomplishment. Yes. Particularly in Russia. All right, now, <clears throat> the, the last one we have is that of Thomas Beckett, who was born in the year 1117, a long time ago. Died on this date in 1170, Thomas Beckett. He was also known as St. Thomas of Canterbury, Thomas of London, and later Thomas of Beckett, was Archbishop of Canterbury from 1162 until his murder in 1170. He was venerated as a saint and martyred by both the Catholic Church and the Anglican Communion. I've got a, I got a historical thing here. Um, well, all of these were. But... Um, Let's see here. It says the German Luftwaffe were hammering the British RAF until a furious and frustrated Hitler changed the plan and possibly the outcome of the war. It, it, we're talking about uh, this happened on December 29th. And it says, um, the headline reads, Hitler will have to break us or lose the war. And I think that came from a German, I'm sorry, a British uh, newspaper headline. But um, it kind of implies that whatever change Hitler made was a mistake. And consequently, they didn't win the war. Yeah, he made a few mistakes, and so did a few of his field marshals, especially on D-Day, June 6th of 1944, when they thought the Allies would never invade where they did and instead thought they were going to invade much further north of the beaches of Normandy. Well, let's, um, dare we talk about the subject again. Uh, you can probably guess, folks, I'm talking about COVID. Um, we, um, let's see here. I think our staff has now seen three cases. And that pretty much holds up with the national statistics where they say 10%. Um, it was fun to have Billy on the, this morning. Um, Billy O'Reed over on FM. 
Mm-hmm. Billy-O. Um, but uh, we're all doing fine out here. We're taking uh, all the precautions we can. I do not understand still. I'm sorry to say this. I know this annoys some of you who are among the group that say they're not going to get vaccinated. The three cases we've had here were among people who did not get vaccinated. Scott, I know the answer, I think, but I can't remember the specific answer. You're vaccinated, right? Yeah. Yeah. And boosted. Right. Same here. In fact, my booster was in September, so that tells you the timetable that I was working on. Yeah, you uh, may want to check into that to see if you need another one. That's right, and and we are checking in. That is. Um. Okay, so I have the statistics as of yesterday. Do we go from the top down or the bottom up? Uh, I think we went from locally to worldwide. So what do you want to do this? Day? That's fine. Okay. We'll do start with local while we have their attention. In a, <laughs> oh, we lose it when we get higher up. I don't know. Okay. I, you know, well, could could be. It could maybe, be either maybe way. Maybe not. Yeah. Anyway, in Athens, uh, there were 39 new cases yesterday. Bringing the total cases to have occurred, it doesn't mean they're active, but to, since the whole thing began, to 8,960 cases, which represents 13.7% of our county's population. But active cases, uh, let's see here. As I said, we had 39 new yesterday, 32 the day before, 26 the day before that. Now, I I have to say here, there are times when numbers get slightly delayed in their reporting. Try as everybody might to put them in on the day that they happen, it can happen at any level, the county, the state, the whatever. There, there are times when there's a, a jump that um, looks bad, but maybe when you average it out, isn't, okay? But uh, let's just keep going. Presently, we have 316 people in Athens County being hospitalized. Now, I told you we had, we've had 8,960 cases. 8,428 have recovered. So 94% of those that got it have recovered to date. Our vaccination rate in Athens County, the lowest of the, the three areas I tracked, the four rather. I track our county, 
Ohio, the U.S., and the world. And our vaccination rate is 51.8%. Here in Athens County, we've had, um, this this number has not changed for about a week. We've had a total of 102 deaths. Basically, 1.1%. Now, I haven't given you the Ohio stats yet, but if we were the same as the state of Ohio, we would have had almost 2,000 more cases. So instead of 8,960, which is our current number, They're not all active. Most of them are um, recovered. But instead of having had 8,960, we we would have had 10,929. All right. Um, I'm sure there are doctors who would disagree generally with what I'm about to say but from my logging this and I started all of this on November 19th of 2019 and every day I enter all these columns It would appear to me that Omicron is serious, but not as serious as Delta, just using those two examples. But what do I know? All I'm doing is looking at numbers. And what what am I basing that on? I think there's fewer deaths. Okay? And just based on that, um, I'm saying it's less serious. And, you know, by no means are we infectious disease experts no sir but as i mentioned yesterday this this variant seems to have longer lasting effects and once you're done with that the symptoms seem to last a little bit longer from what i've seen on reports medical reports Mm -hmm. of the omicron variant okay we do hear um Those effects being much like having a cold or even flu-like symptoms. Yeah, they. I mean, they are camouflaged like a cold. Yes. All right. Well, uh, enough of that. Ohio. Um, Ohio has eleven point seven million people which is basically 3.5% of our nation's population. 
Um, there were 15,403 new cases yesterday. The day before, 8,092. Now, but the day before that, 20,917. That's that's what I'm telling you. is if, if every county reported every day perfectly, I think we would see less uh, um, on the graph. You'd see fewer peaks and valleys. Yeah, and, you know, with the, the lagging of time there we don't get an accurate depiction of hospitalizations or deaths that occur too so so this is true for all the numbers yeah i mean you you really can't get a clear accurate picture of that well we we're doing the best we can yeah i mean with hospitals now saying don't come to the er if you think you have covid you know they want you to quarantine at home because they are so filled up with patients. Unless your symptoms are so severe. Well, yeah, unless it's a drastic situation, yeah. Well, let's go on here. So, um, yesterday, as I said, 15,403 new cases. Bringing the total case number to 1,955,403 which represents 16.7% of our state's population. Now that number, remember, uh, the majority have already recovered. Uh, In fact, 88.5% of that number has recovered. The exact number would be 1,730,027 people. Um, now, of the people in the hospital, and there's like 94,000 in hospitals in the state of Ohio, 11,623 are in an ICU environment, 83,494 are in a regular hospital environment. Add the two together, and that's how many are hospitalized. Now, so uh, 94, 95, let's call it 95,000 are in the hospital. Active cases right now, 225,376. So if you tra- subtracted from the 225, 95, or 96, that would tell you how many are at home, which is the majority. Okay, we have had six million nine hundred and sixty thousand almost nine hundred and sixty one thousand recovered no 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 I'm sorry Uh, completely forget that one that one's way off that number was the number vaccinated 
6,960,000 have been vaccinated. That's 59.5%. Well, I didn't realize how short on time we are. We have four minutes remaining. It's TikTok day, remember? I guess so. TikTok. 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 Deaths <laughs> statewide, 28,780. Um, for several days, we've had no new deaths, but yesterday they posted 60. And again, this is one of those delays in information all being assembled. Yep. Okay. Well, with that, I think we've gone far enough. Uh, we can save um, the U.S. and uh, worldwide information for another day. Now, um, there's some music that uh, has been suggested for New Year's, right? Scott? Yes. And you picked out one for today, right? Yes. And we're going to get to hear most of it. It's four minutes long. we got three minutes. But uh, here you go, folks. Right, it's Jackson 5. Did 
anyway, I hope that pepped you up a little bit and uh, about 15 seconds remaining. Uh, better to play that than uh, tell you about the New York Times uh, song or, uh, story that says how depressed we all are, isn't it? I should say so. Okay, see you tomorrow, folks. Have a great day. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH Athens. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The U.S. has just notched the highest ever seven-day average of new COVID cases. Johns Hopkins reports more than 265,000. They grew by more than 400,000 yesterday alone. Many health experts are criticizing new guidance from the CDC, having the recommended isolation period for people with asymptomatic infections from 10 days to 5, and making no mention of COVID testing before re-entering the outside world. NYU epidemiologist Dr. Celine Gounder tells CBS Mornings. Our vaccination rates plateaued and there was a recognition that testing was going to have to be a priority. We don't have enough rapid antigen tests and other tests available, which I think is really indeed driving the decision not to include that as part of the protocol here. The WHO's Tedros Ghebreyesus says Delta and Omicron variants are creating a tsunami of cases around the world. Time has run out for an NFL legend. Hall of Fame broadcaster and commentator John Madden has died at the age of 85. After he retired, he told KCBS... I've always felt that I'm the luckiest guy in the world. The NFL calls his death unexpected, but does not give a cause. Former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid, who learned his fighting skills in amateur boxing rings, has died. This nation has been through hard times, but those hard times have hardened our resolve. Nevada native had pancreatic cancer. He was 82. The family of a 14-year-old girl killed by a police officer stray bullet in the dressing room of an L.A. department store is speaking out. Valentina Orellana Peralta's mother threw an interpreter. Valentina significó el mundo para mí. Valentina meant the world to us. And now our sweet angel has left forever. The officer who killed her is on paid administrative leave. He intended the shot for a man who'd been assaulting customers. One of the last pro-democracy news organizations in Hong Kong is closing. CBS's Vicki Barker is at the foreign desk. No shouts or shots or clatter of truncheons, but the words being spoken here are brutal enough. 